Hey everyone, this is David from Wisconsin. I'm Jack's podcast producer. I just wanted to remind you real quick that Jack has a podcast hotline. You can leave him a voicemail at 920-415-4525. All you got to do is leave your name, where you're from, roughly, and then your question or comment, whatever. Jack really does want to hear from you. Again, that number is 920-415-4525. You can also text your questions to that number or email jack at jack.hager at gmail.com. All of those contacts will be in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. I've often said I wanted to be the oldest youth worker in America and I'm well on my way and maybe already there. That being said, I am definitely old enough to remember the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. I remember Bobby Kennedy. Martin Luther King, Watergate and the Nixon years, the fall of Saigon, that horrific 9-11, and now there's something else to add to it. I'm recording this on Friday, January 8th, just a few days after the idiocy in Washington, D.C. And there's no other word for it. Idiocy. A punk is a punk is a punk. A rioter is a rioter is a rioter. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has nothing to do with ideology. It has nothing to do with anything except the fact that you have the right in this country to protest peacefully. You have the right in this country to say just about anything you want to say peacefully. You do not have the right to violate the law, even if you don't like the law. You do not have the right to push against police. You do not have the right to enter something when police and other officials have said, do not enter. And once you do enter, once you do make that attempt even, you are no longer a protester, you are a rioter. I have no clue at this point, and neither do you, who was really involved in the idiocy in DC. I do wish President Trump had come down a little harder on them. I do wish the president-elect and the vice president-elect wouldn't make it racial, because inherently, by some of their speeches, they've basically called the D.C. police, the Capitol Police, and all others racists, because they say the situation was handled differently than had it been a BLM protest or something of that matter. I get what they're trying to say. It doesn't apply. I get what they're trying to say. Even if it did apply, it doesn't change the fact that these people need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. So should those who protested and became violent in the idiocy of the summer. Regardless of their color, regardless of their cause, regardless of their politics, regardless of their stance, a punk is a punk is a punk. I can't even imagine being a law enforcement person these days. I can't even imagine putting your life on the line when everything you do is under a microscope. Everything you do is suspect. And people are falling all over themselves trying to figure out a way to say, poor little protester, bad police. Now, sorry folks, the police are the police. And especially for those of us who claim the name of Christ, they are the appointed representatives and we are to obey them in all things that do not directly contradict the word of God. Not the word of an American God, not the word of a black God, not the word of a white God, not the word of any God except the real God, 
whose 66 books are what we need to look into to know how to live, to know how to protest, to know how to be people who stand up for truth, to know how to be people who just stand up, period. It seems there's a lot of people that were standing up that aren't so much anymore. It seems there are a lot of people who are jumping on different bandwagons because those bandwagons seem to be pulling ahead. And that's cool. If you want to be a groupie, be a groupie. If you're a person of standards, be a person of standards. Fight the good fight. Don't get involved in the next cause that comes down the pike. Think carefully before you speak, and I'm preaching to myself. Think carefully and research carefully before you make a decision on something vital. And there are many vital causes. Racism exists. There are disparities in so many different areas. And we as Americans, we as Christians, need to do everything we can to fight against racism in any form. It's not just whites. We need to be people who are willing to stand up for truth. But before we can do that, we need to know truth. We're only a few days into this 2021. How's your Bible reading going? How are you doing praying for your officials? How are you doing reaching out to people that maybe don't dot every I or cross every T the way you do? How are you doing on loving God with all your heart and loving your neighbor as yourself? It will be several days before this particular podcast airs. What's going to happen between now and then? And the reality is, we don't have a clue. And the reality is, after the year 2020 and the first week of 2021, we still don't have a clue. I could project, I could speculate, I could do anything else and say, this is what's going to happen in the next few days. And I could say just about anything. And it's still possible. You might shake your head and then you go, well, I guess it could happen. All I know is this. I don't think I've ever been more thrilled to know that I know who knows. That the Lord God Omnipotent is still on the throne. That he is going to fulfill his purposes for us. That he will triumph. That in this world we will have tribulation. And yet this fight is fixed. I read the back of the book. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you again, regardless of your politics, regardless of your isms, regardless of your secondary things, if you're in love with Jesus, if you're trying to serve Jesus, aim high. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your hope. Let that hope be a living thing. My acronym for hope, he oversees people and events. Nothing that happened in Washington surprised God. Nothing that's going to happen the next second surprises God. Nothing that happens with COVID is going to surprise God. He really does have the whole world in his hands to include you, to include your loved ones, certainly to include this country. But God did not so love the United States. He does not have, I don't believe he ever has had, a special deal going with the United States. And I certainly don't think these days are doing anything except proving that maybe we're starting to get what we deserve. 
maybe a nation that continues abortion, maybe a nation that continues the other horrific things that happen in our nation, maybe God's grace is kind of fading away and the wrath of God is coming. Or at least maybe he'll step aside a bit and allow us to do what comes naturally. And what comes naturally is not good. Are we above saving? Nah. I think God would still send revival. I think God still would cleanse his church. I know he's going to cleanse his bride. But I think he would still allow revival in America. But it's going to take you and I searching our hearts carefully, confessing sin when it's exposed, repenting and turning away from that sin, reaching out to others, seeking revival in our lives, in our local church, in our communities, in our state, and then, yeah, in our nation, and hope that that would reach across the oceans, reach across everywhere, and impact lives with the message of hope. But again, in order for that to happen, it's not going to take a new program. It's not going to take a new saying. It's not going to take some cute little gizmo. Maybe we figured out by now that all that stuff doesn't work. It's going to take men and women who will serve God regardless, who will seek God regardless, who will obey God regardless, who will reach out to others regardless, who will understand that when you take a stand for God, some of the people most offended are those people who you think are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, says Jesus in Matthew 7. These are people who don't, they're not running a con game. These are people who are sincere, but they're people who are as lost as an Easter egg. I trust you've worked out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because as these days get darker, it is not hyperbole to recognize that the people who hated many of the things that Trump stood for also hate the people who supported Trump. Transparency here, I held my nose and voted for Trump twice. I do not regret it. I would not want the man for a friend. I think he did several good things. I think he has dismally failed in these past few days. He could have been a peacemaker for whatever reason he wasn't. He could have done things a little more ethically, a little more above board, a little more straightforward. And I know I'm losing you some of you on this, but I don't care. I got to speak the truth from my perspective. The truth is that he could have toned down his rhetoric during the speech. And after the rioting began, he could have been more forthright and more condemning, and a little less patronizing, and a little less self-serving. But regardless of what you think about that, the reality is he's out. Will he ever be back in? I don't know. But the people that vehemently hate him also hate those of us who supported him. And it doesn't take too much of an imagination to think about things that might be coming down the pike for conservatives, for Christians, for religious people, for people who hold to some standard of morality. 
And again, you may think it's hyperbole. You may think I'm exaggerating. But if I would have projected a couple of months ago what's going on now, would you have said the same thing? Again, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a son of a prophet. I don't claim to have any significant insights. I'm not real smart. But I can smell the air. I can look around. I can listen. And I can realize one thing's for sure. We're another day closer to heaven. One thing's for sure. There may be a whole lot of hell to go through between now and then. Therefore, my brothers, my sisters, if you are a Christian, be a little more serious about it. Spend a little more time in the Word. Spend more time in prayer. Spend more time fellowshipping. Spend more time studying. Spend more time reaching out to the poor. Spend more time trying to mend fences with other races. Spend more time doing what Jesus would do. Will it be easy? Of course not. Will it be difficult? Yeah. Might it cost you? Yeah. It could cost you your life. But when you think about it for half a second, that's chump change. If you're sure that you're in Christ, death is, we're out of here, dude. I don't believe the Lord Jesus Christ has ever sought or seeks now men or women, teenagers who are willing to die for Jesus. Oh, it can make for a fiery sermon. And it can fill the altar in a manipulative invitational system. But I don't think it's what Jesus wants. No, my friend, you know where I'm going. Jesus does not want nor need people willing to die for him. That should be a given. What he is looking for, what he needs to fulfill his purposes, are men and women, teenagers, who are willing to live for him, regardless. Regardless of the consequences, regardless of the cost, regardless of what happens, all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Persecution is a real thing. It's happening all over the world. It may well happen here soon. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you building yourself up in the most holy faith? Are you learning what it is to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I'm not there, but I'm reaching out. I'm stretching forth. And I'm trying to treat seriously what the Apostle Paul said. I urge you, I beg you, in view of the mercies of God, God's mercies, in view of all those mercies, Paul said, present yourself, give yourself once and for all as a living sacrifice. Have you done that? Will you do it? Will you move forward in faith? Will you move forward in peace that passes understanding? Will you move forward in joy that makes no sense? Will you live your life in such a way that people demand to know what's going on in your life? If you'll say yes to that, I'll do my best to cling to you, to pray with you, to work with you, and we'll see what God's got up his big sleeves. I got a feeling there's some surprises coming. Till next time, Jack Hager. Later. Later.